Hello and welcome everyone to episode 31 of the Pointy Hatcast. Today we'll be covering Pacific Rim 1 and 2. What a lovely film. Anyways, this episode is also a recording from our archives. It is yet to be released and this is the first time it will be airing. We only have one more episode left in our archives, Real Steel. So hopefully uh, we will manage to record some more episodes with Isaiah's situation in New Zealand. Anyways, thank you for your patience, and without further ado, here is episode 31 of the Pointy Hatcast. Hello and welcome to the 27th episode of the Pointy Hatcast. I am your host Sam, also known as Ducky O'Brien on Twitch, and we are joined today by our co-host, fellow mecha pilots, Barry. What's up? And Isaiah. Hey, what's up? Today's episode is on how anime makes everything more awesome, Pacific Rim. Our email is pointyhatcast at gmail.com. Please send us any questions or comments, as well as any requests for movies for us to watch. Pacific Rim was released on July 2013 in the US. It was directed by... I have trouble pronouncing his first name. <laughs> Guillermo. Guillermo. I just call Guillermo. him Guillermo. Like Guy. Like Guy Elmo. Guillermo del Toro. <laughs> this is like Digimon Hanzo. The screenplay was written by Travis Beecham. Who also did Carnival Row and Del Toro wrote the script as well. Stars Charlie Hunnam, Idris Elba, Rinko Kikuchi, Charlie Day, Bern Gorman, Max Martini, Robert Kaczynski, Ron Perlman, and many more, including GLaDOS herself, Ellen McLean. Currently, as of this podcast, has a Rotten Tomato score of 72% for critics and 77% for audience. As a war between humankind and monstrous sea creatures wages on, a former pilot and a trainee are paired up to drive a seemingly obsolete special weapon in a desperate effort to save the world from the apocalypse. Why don't you take it away, Barry? So, I really enjoyed this film. Um, I watched it in theaters when it came out. And the way I try to describe it when I'm talking to people about it is that it's really... It's stupid, but it's not dumb. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And I, I guess it doesn't make a lot of sense unless you see it in the movie, because the premise will always be stupid. There's never going to be a reason to build a giant robot to fight monsters. Anything that you could do with a giant robot, you would be better serviced by, like, shooting a missile at them. <laughs> in almost every respect. But as soon as you just hand wave that away, the movie is fine. It's fun. The, man, the cinematography is amazing. The design of all the Jaeger are incredible. Everything is done seriously. There's no cynicism. There's no Michael Bay, like, like dumb, <laughs> dumb fart jokes or whatever in the movie. It's all, it's all done uh, very carefully by uh, Guillermo del Toro, who is a big fan of the genre. Uh, Giant Mecha or like this whole, and Kaiju are like a whole genre of films and television for those that are unaware. It's, it expands through like, uh, I don't know, Godzilla, you have Ultraman, you have like Gundam, Gundam Wing, you have uh, Geta Robo, you have all these old Japanese like giant robot shows that are quite quaint at this point, but definitely, definitely great viewing. And he very clearly loves the genre and loves all the tropes and Pacific Rim is kind of like a modern celebration of it, really. It's 
it's very interesting, it's fun, and it's done out of love, very clearly. And you get some nice performances. Idris Elba is awesome. Ron Perlman just shows up because he's Ron Perlman. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, hi, I'm Ron Perlman, and I'm in your movie. <laughs> Charlie Day does pretty good. Like, the lead does pretty well, but his it's kind of forgettable. Mostly because he looks so much like his rival that you have trouble distinguishing them sometimes. The Australian guy. Yeah, so <laughs> father-son combo. Yeah, I don't know. It's really weird because he's doing a really bad American accent and the other guy's doing a really bad Australian accent. You're like, why didn't you just have them switch places? <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a great question. It's really weird. But I mean, it's it's fine. But yeah, a little bit more about the basic premise. It's like alien creatures are invading the Earth from this interdimensional portal that's at the bottom of the Pacific, and they're here wrecking house, and to fight them we build giant robots called Jaeger, who are piloted by a pair of pilots because the mental burden of the piloting system is too much for just one pilot, and they fight them by punching them in the face with, like, arm rockets. Yes, hand-to-hand combat. Hand-to-hand combat. The most effective way to fight giant monsters, by far. Yep. <laughs> I'm amazed that the Japanese military hasn't already invested hundreds of billions of dollars into this program. Absolutely. They're clearly missing out. Absolutely. But yeah, um, it's an enjoyable film. Again, it's it's definitely a little stupid, but it's not dumb. It's not insulting to the audience. It's done with care. <laughs> yeah. What did you think, Isaiah? Uh, I did not watch this movie in theaters, but I had a friend who recommended it to me, and it took me a couple of years after release to actually get around to watching it. His explanation was pretty much like, hey, you remember when you were a kid and you loved, like, making robots fight each other and having, like, battles with aliens from space? He's like, this is that movie. And if you suspend all other senses of disbelief, like... If you don't try to think about it in an intelligent manner, he's like, you'll walk away happy. (laughs) (laughs) Which I think is a super accurate way of describing this film. Like, if you're trying to get all technical and be like, oh, is it following this and this criteria? Why are there so many plot holes? Why are there so many plot holes? Like, why are there so many plot holes? (laughs) You know, it just takes all the joy out of the movie for you. But no, I ultimately think that it's a really fun film. And a lot of the premise is really stupid, and I had so many questions, but all you want from this film is to see giant mecha fighting giant sea monsters. It's like, you know, it delivers. That's all you want. (laughs) That's all you want, you know? You don't care about the dialogue, you don't care about the weak characters, the fact that the two, the protagonists and the antagonist are, like, interchangeable, you know? You don't care about that. It's just you want to see people fighting giant freaking sea creatures. In that sense, it delivers. And I haven't seen the second one, but apparently it does not deliver. Sorry, John Boyega. I ended up watching <laughs> it. It's it's a little bit mediocre, but it's, yeah. it's all right. I there, liked it a lot. <laughs> really? Is there less yeah. mecha fighting? No, there's, there's more. There's it's more. more stupid. Really? Yeah, but, but it's, it's more stupider. dumber. Yeah. That is it's actually dumb. I... I cannot wrap my mind around that. <laughs> How can it I be mean, dumber? We'll get into that a little bit later, but yeah. Uh, okay. We'll, we'll, talk, we'll go over briefly yeah. at the end. I okay, guess. okay. We can just mention it in passing at the end, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. There's not a lot more to mention beyond what the first film was. Mm-hmm. 
that most of the things you can talk about are the things that are worse. <laughs> Why is it? Do you guys feel this from the main character? I get, you know, like Anakin Skywalker vibes. <laughs> mm, which like, I feel Anakin? like they like they look really similar. Emo no, 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 emo team. Emo team? Maybe. Yeah. No. No, okay. not really. Just, well, he's like thirty something. Yeah. Yeah. He wasn't cringy enough for me. Not yet. Not yet. No. Not no. Yet. Like if he went a little bit higher in the cringe level, then I, I would have been like, ugh, what is this? The prequels. <laughs> there's some. There's some Captain Kirk in there though. Like the well, a little bit. The the angsty. I want to do this on my own type deal. Yeah. 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 I see hints of it. <laughs> a little bit. And somehow they praise him for being like the only dude to pilot on Mecca by himself, the Jaegers. <laughs> the loose cannon. Well, it's like, him and like, Idris Elba, right? Yeah, yeah. It's only those two. And Idris Elba can't do it because he has the cancers. Yeah. Because yeah. he has <laughs> convenient plot cancer. He has convenient plot cancer. <laughs> That's so, it's just a bad thing to say. Uh, it's true. But it's so true, it's true. yeah. But overall, I, I really enjoyed the film for sure. It's a good time. Yeah, what about you, Sam? What, what were your thoughts? Yeah, I, I really like this movie. I think Barry nailed it, as he nailed it as well. Like, the attention, the detail, you can tell that it was crafted out of a place of love, and they were very consistent with the direction they were going, which is why I think this is a very solid film. Let's just ta- you know, take away the stupid stuff, like uh, Giant Max and all of that. It works. I think you can tell from the intro sequence when they put on the armor. I was just like, this is amazing because the suit <laughs> looks incredibly detailed. They take out the little, little spine thingy that they place on. Everything. It's just like little small touches here and there that you didn't need to do uh, that they did. And then especially when they're in the mech head and then they, they drop it. You think they're in the mech. It's just the head and they drop it onto yeah. the mech body. The sense of scale is incredibly well done. It feels humongous. Yeah, that's true, too. Yeah. Like, oh, because that head was real. Oh, really? Wow. That's an entire set built on an enormous mechanical dr- gimbal. But when they drop them, they actually drop them 40 feet inside of the set. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Yeah. In the behind the scenes, they're like, yeah, we could have done this all CG, but I felt it would be a lot more impactful if I put my actors in a giant metal skull and dropped them 40 feet inside It was impactful. <laughs> I felt it when I watched that scene. Um, like, I on agree. first watching, I, I didn't catch it. But yeah, on the second one, I was just like, holy cow, this, is, this feels real. All the cockpit ones are, are completely real sets set on holy cow. enormous gimbals. And it's, it's a hell of a thing. That is... That's like the like hallway. Yeah, I think the actors complained a bit because they were like, every day we'd get bruised to hell by like, <laughs> getting get thrown around. Yeah, no, yeah, it was they're, worth they're, it. They're it literally it. strapped into this giant thing and they're getting thrown around for real. Yeah, I, I liked it. But yeah, the beginning is a bit cheesy because you got that cheesy narration and the dialogue. It's like, you know, but when you're in a Jaeger, you can fight the hurricane. You can, like, in like deadpan, <laughs> like emotionless uh, oh, delivery. You can fight the hurricane. <laughs> They fight. do it seriously, you know? They, they do take it seriously, They yeah. take it seriously. They do. Yeah. Adds a lot. You know, the scene is like, the guy, he was fighting with his bro, and then his brother died, and he's like, I was still connected to my brother when he died. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> he didn't feel like, <laughs> it was so, like, a soap opera, and he didn't feel yeah. like uh, he was sad or anything. <laughs> but, you know, it's a combination of this cheesy, like, 
Yes, like high level of cheese, but it's then it's like ham and cheese sandwich. Yeah, to the max. ham and cheese sandwich <laughs> to the max. But then when you got like Idris Elba coming out and the famous he's speech amazing. at the end, oh he's amazing. It's like we're gonna cancel the apocalypse, and you just get chills. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> I, I think it just shows uh, that how good of an actor Mr. Elba is. Like every movie he's in, even though it's like. Could be B tier, could be a joke. Like his performance is so good. Like you, you feel it, you know. As opposed to yeah. generic Jaeger pilot guy who's like, I was still connected to my brother. <laughs> <laughs> that said, though, yeah, I really liked it. I think it's an example of like how you can make a good movie that's very anime. Like I think this and Edge of Tomorrow are really good examples, and I hope to see more of this kind of movie where they're taking like you know things you see in anime and they're making it uh for the western audience you have to know what you're doing <laughs> live action I'm looking uh, at you ghost Akira? in the shell Akira. Yeah. i mean this is, Akira, this is yeah. i mean this movie is basically an entire season of gundam pretty condensed, much into a movie yeah. like all the, all the tropes are there all they the are. all the, all the same are. story beats are there and they all like have the same it has the same character archetypes. You have, like, your main character, the protagonist, who is, like, you know, down, slightly down on his luck, you know, a humble guy who's maybe a little bit of a hothead, but has a, you know, heart of gold, and his rivals, like, the cocky, like, the cocksure, <laughs> like, like, well-entrined, well-entrined, like, a surefire, gung-ho pilot, you know, and you have, like, the stern, uh... A commander guy who's always hard on all of his dudes, but he deep deep down cares about them. And you have like it's just they're all there. Yep, <laughs> all yep. the archetypes are That's there. That's actually so true. Yeah, that is true. Also, Mako's. Yeah. I think it's Mako. She's like for my family, and I was just like, come on. <laughs> you actually had the line in there. <laughs> <laughs> they killed her family. Oh, oh no! Although I think it was a hilarious line where they're like, they were roommates. And I was just like thinking of that vine, and we're like, oh my god, they were roommates. <laughs> 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 I just thought of that immediately. It just made it funnier. But yeah, yeah I know oh, what funny... you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. one, just, I'm going to end on, on a funny note. Uh, anytime in a K drama, if you watch a K drama, someone's nose is bleeding. It always means that they have cancer, maybe probably <laughs> leukemia. So the fact that, you know, Idris Elba had the nosebleed scene. I was just like, oh my god, this has K-drama tropes in it as well. It's so accurate. You already know, like, people who are familiar with the K-drama already knew that this dude had cancer. (laughs) (laughs) You already knew. You already knew. It's your worst kind of cancer. Plot cancer. Plot cancer, exactly. Plot cancer. (laughs) (laughs) It's the deadliest form of cancer. It's the opposite of plot armor. You're guaranteed to die. There's, There's no way out of it. Exactly. Yeah. Just one small complaint. Uh, yeah. Why did they have like a manual overload option to blow up the Jaeger? That that just doesn't make sense to me. You don't want that to happen. Manual override? Uh, yeah, like oh, overload. Like at the very end? At the very end, yeah. I mean, I guess it makes sense. I think it makes sense. Actually, no, it so. doesn't make sense. Yeah, you want it to be safe. You don't want it to overload. Well, the reason why you do it and you have that in, like, military technology, is that the enemy can't get hold of the technology. Okay. But the you enemy can literally not even use 
the Max. The Jaegers, yeah. The Jaegers. Imagine Whoa. if they built even we'll talk, bigger We'll talk Jaeger. about that later. We're yeah, going to talk about, about that later. later. <laughs> what if, what if the Kaiju <laughs> could make bigger Jaegers yes, that bigger they Jaeger. control? Yeah, you know what? You, you're on it. You're on it. It's like you've, you've taken a peek into the executive boardroom from Pacific <laughs> It can only Green get bigger. Too. It can only get bigger, Barry. You don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, Jaeger piloting bigger Jaegers, but you need two Jaegers, so each Jaeger has two pilots, so four people. That's <laughs> that's literally the premise of Gurren Lagann. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wait, actually, that? yeah, yeah. It's this. Oh, it's it's my it's one of my favorite mecha show because it's kind Me of too. like Me it's too. kind of a meta show. But the whole premise is that like humans have uh this yeah. this hidden power called the spiral power that leads to like okay. ever growing amount like 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 geometric growth of power as your manliness soars up basically <laughs> basically the manlier the like the the more the more gar you are the more powerful you become okay what? and it's used okay. to power it's basically the power of spirit fighting spirit and it powers these giant robots and the show starts it's got like this this robot that's basically a head yeah it's, it's just a mm-hmm. head and it's like slightly, it's like a slightly bigger than a regular dude, and he just sits in it. And then the head combines with like a robot that's maybe like three or four stories tall, and he like just literally just smashes the head into the top of it, and it actually combines somehow. <laughs> and it's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> and then that one jumps into another robot. Oh my god! <laughs> so that robot jumps into another robot that's actually like like a walking fortress. <laughs> Okay. 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 I follow. I follow. I hope you're following me so far. I do follow. <laughs> I think they abandoned the fortress thing later on, and and instead he jumps into like a city-sized like arc, like a spaceship, and and so he's he's in his pilot in his robot on top of another robot piloting a, like a city-sized robot, and then that one jumps into one the size of a moon, so now he's in a robot piloting a robot. In another robot that's in a bigger robot, and then that one. <laughs> when when do I see this movie? When do, no. when do, do I get to want, see this live action movie? Do you want Do you want to watch it? There's a movie. <laughs> Is it live action? Uh, no, it's anime. I'm disappointed. I don't know how you could. They're do missing it. out on a huge opportunity yeah. right here. I really don't know how they could do this in not animation. It's too ridiculous. <laughs> Anyway, I mean, yeah, but uh, the, the the idea has been around for a minute, and I think in um in older older shows too, it's been around. I think in uh, Shin Geta Robo, uh, they do they do basically the same thing. Where he's in like this ginormous robot piloted by a smaller robot. A little bit of a segue, but I want you guys to know that robots piloting robots is definitely a thing. Absolutely. This answered so many of my questions. <laughs> I'm glad I could elucidate that for you. Oh, thank you. need you, to see you. it. Pacific Rim 3. Robots and Robots. Oh, I forgot there's a dog in this movie. There is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The dog. He's just there <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> he's at the end where, where the sun's dying and, and even the dog looks sad. Yeah, he's yeah. just... That's why it was there. I think I remember that. I think it like frames up on the dog briefly, and you're like, "God damn it!" Yep. <laughs> it's like he's my son. He's my son. <laughs> when they're going off to the final battle, bring him back home. <laughs> yeah, that felt a little bit weird to me. It felt like there should have been more of like a conflict, or like more character building between the father and the son. 
to build up to that moment, but mm-hmm. we just get the moment instead. So it felt a little bit, a little bit weird. I think the father disliked the son, so I was like, eh, not much <laughs> of a loss there. <laughs> yeah, I'm kidding. It's fine. It's fine. He had it coming. I have to praise the way that the action set pieces are constructed, though, because there's a couple scales of giant robot, and this is this is up there in scale because th- this is the size of skyscrapers. If you're familiar with, like, say, Mech Warrior or even Gundam, those are like maybe two to like five or six stories tall. Like, Gundam like are me- pretty big, right? Not really. I'm thinking like 50, no. 60 feet, no? Yeah, like 50, 60 feet. Yeah. But the Pacific, Pacific Rim robots are like an order of magnitude taller than that. They're like two yeah, or three times true. taller than that. They hold an entire fishing boat in one hand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. They use, use a boat as a sword. <laughs> Yeah. And then use cargo containers as like as like brass knuckles. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Oh, it's actually amazing. But yeah, the, the, they film everything in a way that I noticed, which is that every, it's actually very grounded. The camera is always placed as if it was a real camera somewhere in space. Oh, okay. Or like on a dolly, or like on a helicopter, or something like that. There's no, there's no like floating camera nonsense that you see often in like Michael Bay movies where it does like yeah. this this crazy camera move through 3D space and it just takes you like reinforces the fact that what you're seeing is fake because it's essentially an impossible camera move. But yeah, everything everything's grounded. You get a great sense of scale. There's a lot of stuff that looks like it should have been CG but was actually done practically. Everything you see inside the cockpit including that initial sequence where Mako has her little daydream thing, that, that was all done practically with a set transition. None of mm. that was CG. Huh. And then that part where he punches into a building and it sets off like that little, uh, those little motion ball things. Yeah, I don't remember yeah. what they're called. That was, a practical, that was a practical shot. That was an entirely practical shot, actually. They had a giant robot arm? They had like a little green screw. Like the, the hand is the only thing that is... CG in that in that scene. Wow. It's like a little it's like a green block and they send it through a miniature to punch punch through it. And that's how they filmed that. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, that's really interesting. More respect for this movie now. Yeah. yeah. I didn't realize that so much of it was done practically. Yeah. But that's kind of Toro's style, right? He likes to do a lot of his monster stuff practically. Yeah, he <laughs> likes to be able to to see it and hold it and then more importantly take a piece of it back and keep it in his house. <laughs> that's the whole reason yeah he has a whole collection of toys from all of his movies that he just stolen from set perks of being director that's the perks of that. being director yeah, yeah uh, I think I saw this oh who was it well, I think it was Adam Savage he did like a little tour of his house and he's like wow you have so much stuff just he's just taken from, from all of his sets yeah wow okay <laughs> some of it's bought like collectibles from other people's movies but like he has a lot of stuff from his, from his own movies yeah, it's like the structure of the movie is pretty pretty cool. Like the whole middle part of the movie bogs down a little bit where they slow it down for like the character development stuff. Yeah, but that's like understandable. Do you think it's not necessary? I think it's necessary, but never felt the impact. You know what I mean? It's not important. It's that's true. Punch. Like if you spend that much time on character building, like, I don't know, there's no big payoff at the end. I felt like I should have felt more about the characters towards the end of the movie, and yeah. like the, I, I kind of didn't. <laughs> I kind of didn't. Yeah, the protagonists yeah. for me are the Jaegers. 
I want to see them punch stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see more giant robots punching people. Yeah. I don't care about the people. Oh, they're they're measly little little ants. Get them out of the way here. We got giant robots. Like that whole subplot with Charlie Day and Ron Perlman. Oh, that felt a little out of place. That felt weird to me. Yeah. Yeah. It was so weird. I think they just kind of wanted a B plot to ground it more. <laughs> Charlie Day's incredible, though. He was wasted. I think for that. If you see him in Pacific Rim Two, I think he has a better performance. Oh yeah. Yeah, Barry might disagree. There's a lot more to do. There's a lot more to do. (laughs) (laughs) Wink, wink. (laughs) There's a reason why. Wink, wink. Wink, wink. Yeah, man. I like. I love the the Jaeger fights. As dumb as they are, it's so cool. They're like elbow rocket. (laughs) 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 A rocket in his elbow and he punches him in the face. You're like, that's so dumb. What's so funny to me is like, they would have to get martial artists right to choreograph all of this like the fight choreographers and they're like we need you to make up moves <laughs> for them to do inside that don't look completely stupid that'd be hard to do that would there's a, there's a couple there's some pretty interesting choreography like you think a lot of it was just kind of cheesy to me i thought it was really funny i like how they're just moving together you know on, it's on definitely like a cheesy yeah. But, like, it's cheesy in kind of a cool way. I, I liked the, uh, what was it, the Chinese robot? With yeah. the thundercloud formation, which is just three arms. All the three dudes, I wanted yeah. to see them fight. They just died immediately. Yeah, I know, they just got, they just got wrecked. wrecked. Mother Russia, too. They Mother had a cool Russia. move, though, where they, like, grabbed him and then, like, did a flip. But, like, the whole waist rotates around mid-flip. Yeah. And it turns mm-hmm. into, like, a throw, which I thought was pretty cool. Like, the scale of it is so mind-boggling, but it was, I, I thought that was, that, that was pretty interesting. Bro, the, when the most unrealistic moment of the film is that all these world powers would come together. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like Russia, China. Yeah. Exactly, yeah, yeah. That's the most unrealistic part of this That's movie. It's not gonna happen. Absolutely. Yeah. Russia, China, and America? Mmm. Mmm. <laughs> Don't know about that one. I like that. It's multicultural, you know? They keep it interesting. It's very optimistic. The movie's about coming together and putting aside your differences and fighting a common foe. And I I like that. It's like the same premise and concept of, like, Independence Day, right? It's like the humans coming together, joining forces in order to take down this foreign enemy. And it's like the greatest moment of human triumph of when we can truly come together is when we're faced with an overwhelming conflict literally aliens isn't that fundamentally like the same idea right yeah it's always like aliens, aliens kaiju yeah. monsters whatever but it has to be a common enemy or else we just won't or else agree we hate each other <laughs> or else we will go to war with each other that's the uh story behind the watchman <laughs> yeah i mean uh, it, but... it's it's a very common theme in giant robot anime Especially really? Gundam. Almost every single Gundam series has some elements of, like, separatism versus nationalism. Mm-hmm. Like, disjointed uh, factions fighting against each other. Or, like, some some main military force uh, trying to suppress, like, independent factions, stuff like that. All of them have this in common. So, it's, it's nice to see that that core made it through to this movie. Because it's probably, probably one of the more important bits. Yeah, no, it's a very good message. I appreciate the optimism. I also like this training scene that we're watching right now, 
The tracing is very entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're just they're fighting each other with sticks. And it's some pretty good choreography. Yeah, this is actually pretty well choreographed. But you question what functionality this has when you're supposed to be piloting giant <laughs> robots. Yeah, I know, giant and, robots. And none of these movements you know? are what they actually do <laughs> yeah. in real combat, you know? I don't see anyone fighting with sticks. I don't see a giant stick. <laughs> There's a giant cargo ship, you know, let's, let's be real. It was kind of like stick-like. Where's the bow staff carrying mecha, bro? <laughs> <laughs> I don't see any of these with a bow staff. You're right, they should have made a giant True. stick. It would have been amazing if they did. Like a pole vault. A hundred foot long pole. <laughs> <laughs> Just a giant, like, solid steel pole uh, weighing yeah. ten bajillion tons. Ah, oh, that would Just be amazing. Sm- like, thong. <laughs> That would be amazing. Oh, man. But every time you see it, like, a giant robot carrying a weapon, it calls to mind, why why don't you just mount this on, like, a tank? Or, like, (laughs) on a boat? Every time there's, like, a missile, it's like, why couldn't you just shoot it from a boat? Every time they fire, shoot, like, a plasma gun or something, like, you could have fired this from a cruiser, like, from five miles away. (laughs) Yeah. Why don't they just load up a bunch of these on sentries that they put on top of the wall? Like, yeah. Don't really understand oh, the speaking practicality. Speaking of the wall, I found it hilarious when they're like, yeah. yeah, we're gonna build a wall and this is gonna work. And then the wall gets wrecked. <laughs> and then Attack they're on like, Titan. Yeah, we're still oh, gonna yeah. cancel the Yeagers. <laughs> I thought, I love that, like, all the world leaders, like, we believe in the wall. The wall is the best project. It kind of, it's kind of echoing modern times. Yeah. <laughs> it's ironic, dude. I've never actually... heard that before. Oh, man. It's completely useless. And they're like, this is fine. <laughs> does life reflect art or does art reflect life? I think it's uh, both. <laughs> it's, uh, who made it first? And like all the workers who are like building the wall or watching this on the moves, they're like, what are we even doing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why are we working on this? What is the point? Five guys died yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> to build this fucking wall that was too real and they're working for food rations too that's like the worst yeah. part that ass they're just like on girders with no safety like with their backpack walders yeah and like like it, what is it eight people died yesterday good news is I have eight more openings who wants a job <laughs> oh, it's too God. real absolutely like that crushing futility <laughs> <laughs> I also like how they're like, here's the plan. We're going to nuke the portal. And then they're like, but we can't. How? And then they're like, it's a secret. <laughs> and then they reveal it later. There's literally the exchange like in the middle of the movie. It's always nuking it, you know? It's the best plan. It's the best plan. Why else do we have nukes? You're right. We have nukes. We should use it. By the way, when yeah. they said we're... we're- we're putting in a nuclear warhead and it, they, they like rat- rattled off the payload and the payload was like, Oh God, it was like mm-hmm. 40 kilotons or something like that. I don't remember. It's a very low number considering how fucking huge that nuke is. Mm. Okay. That is a like by scale that, that nuke is the size of like a city block. Okay. <laughs> That is a big-ass bomb. And let me tell you, like, we, we make some pretty powerful bombs, guys, that are not that big. Maybe they didn't have the time to enrich all that uranium, you know? 
It's poor uranium. It's not rich. It's, it's low grade uranium. It's, it's that's, very that's poor. Why. Yeah, it's peasant uranium. Yeah. <laughs> also, it's from Russia. <laughs> I remember it was like one megaton or something, or like four megatons, and that's like the payload of like a bunker buster or something, and that's like one missile. <laughs> that's the size of a <laughs> missile. You're like, dude, you, I, f- I feel like you, sh- you guys should have ramped that up a couple times. One gigaton. Yeah, I mean, like, like the most powerful uh, nuclear weapon to date was, like, H-bomb, which was 50 megatons. And it was limited to 50 megatons. It was actually rated to 100. So, yeah. And that was, like, I don't know, 20 years ago. <laughs> mm. I, feel like, I feel like they should have some big-ass bombs by now. Especially with kaiju. Yeah. I mean, just nuke all of them. Why not? <laughs> yeah. Why not? I don't know. It's just a little bit of a nitpick for me. That is a big bomb for not a comparatively big boom. Also, I don't, I don't, that reminds me of another nitpick I had. It was kind of funny. So in that scene, back going back to uh, Charlie Day, where uh, he's trying to get a kaiju brain, and he's in yeah. a public bunker, and it's packed, right? And then they're like, the kaiju want this little man, right? All of a sudden, there's like a huge opening around him as people back away, right? So I was like, where did all that space come from? Yeah. It was like super packed. It was like, like in, in one scene, it was like wall to wall people. And all of a sudden, there's like a huge, I mean, I don't really care. I'm just, it was funny to see that part though. It's convenient. I was like, they could have fit a lot more people in there. Not that it would do anything because the kaiju <laughs> just like opened it up like it was nothing. Yeah. You kind of like found them out, right? Yeah. That's like kind of where the... One of the only parts where that B, B story uh, intersects with the main story. It's kind of weird. I mean, it leads into Pacific Rim too. <laughs> yeah, it does. And it gets saved by Gypsy Danger, which, by the way, is an amazing name for a giant robot. Yeah. Sounds like a stripper. <laughs> a stripper or a wrestler? Gypsy Danger. <laughs> Gypsy Danger. Look at it. Oh, I felt really bad for the Russian guys because they had this janky old robot. Just all like all metal. <laughs> and it's got like no weapons. Its weapon is like the, the spring-loaded fist. And it was like thunk. <laughs> yep. Why do they feel pain again? Like, I don't understand. You're you, up linked. They're they're mentally linked with the robot. Yeah, it's mental, mental link with the robot. I don't, under, I don't see the advantage of that. Oh, uh, there is none. You could have just piloted with controls, which I now you, know. you can just feel pain. Yeah, which I think makes you less effective, right? This is very anime-like. You don't understand. You got to have the neural uplinks. You're right. You're right. There has to be stakes. Yeah, <laughs> it wouldn't make sense to make like a tiny version of the mech that you wear as mm-hmm. a suit and then have it mimic you one to one, because you know that would be kind of the same thing. It's like no, you got to control it with your brain. And two people have to be controlling it at the same time, yeah, you know? Yeah, big brains, you know. Your brains are not big enough, so you need to. Yeah. They kind of touch on it, too. The, uh, the kaiju have, like, multiple brains as well. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was a nice little touch to kind of justify it, at least. Yeah. I mean, they also mentioned that the kaiju were the original dinosaurs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? They, they snuck yeah. that in. They snuck that in. I didn't yeah. catch that. Yeah, it was like one line where they're like, Kaiju were here before. They were the dinosaurs. <laughs> they died because they, they couldn't breathe the world's atmosphere. Now that they polluted it enough, they're like, they're coming back. The time is right. 
Yeah, it was a weird line. By the way, huh. the yeah. reason why a lot of life back then was a lot bigger is because the oxygen concentration in the atmosphere was significantly higher than it is today. So it's yeah. actually the opposite <laughs> of yeah. what the movie suggests. Everything would be way bigger. That's why spiders are, you know, not dinner plate sized. So, so you're telling yeah. me that if I take more oxygen, I can grow to dinosaur size. That's what I'm hearing right now. Sure. Yeah. Gonna, yes. I'll, be, I'll be right back. <laughs> Give me a, I'm just going to buy myself a tank of oxygen. I'm always going to have it on my back. <laughs> next time you see me, I'll be like nine feet tall and a robot for some reason. You'll be like Norman Reedus with a giant backpack full of yeah. oxygen. I'm trying to find the scene you were talking about. Here we go. Yeah, it's like, it's like packed. Yeah, yeah it looks bunkers. completely packed. It's really packed, and yeah. then uh, and then suddenly there's a lot of room. What's crazy is like stuff like that actually exists in Japan, where they have all of these emergency supplies down in the subway tunnels for people. Is there an earthquake or like what? Yeah, tsunami? like natural disasters, okay. whatever. That's smart. Yeah, it makes sense. Like tsunamis and whatnot, you run down and you can, because I mean, there's gonna be so many people down the subway anyways. Earthquakes and whatnot. Absolutely. There's like a hundred earthquakes every day around Japan, but they're all very small. And then occasionally they have a big one. <laughs> and then yeah. once in a while they had a big one. Yeah, I mean, if you have nothing more to say, why don't we move on to talk about Pacific Rim 2 a little bit? Yeah, we can touch on yeah, this briefly. Just a little bit before we end, <laughs> but... So well, I'll, I'll describe the plot a little bit for Isaiah so he understands okay, what's okay. happening. Just give me a little bit of context. All right, so like this is after Pacific Rim One, obviously. Yeah, yeah. It's a decent time frame after like I yeah. think seven, eight years, something like that. Oh, okay. It's not. It's not like a long time. Yeah. For some reason, they still have uh, Jaeger pilots, and yeah. they're just like cops now, like giant robot cops. <laughs> like what? it's a lawless place. It's like giant robot cop. Giant robot Ro- cop. Giant and robot there's cop. a girl. Because there's no more kaiju anymore, right? There's no more kaiju. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, there are these uh, scrappers who are just going around stealing like kaiju parts, but more importantly, old Jaeger parts and building their own ghetto Jaegers. Oh my, this is yeah. amazing. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, the robot cops are there. They're like, hey, you got you to gotta be licensed or, you know, we're going to yeah. arrest you, put you in a robot cop jail. <laughs> so you got the little girl. She's building her own robot. We got Finn here from Star Wars. He's like, ah, oh, I'm not my father's son. And he's like, you know, living a partying life and whatnot, just partying, yeah, yeah. stealing stuff, trying to. It's like scenes where, like, a, you sell something valuable, you can get like sriracha or like Oreos because they, they don't exist anymore. So they're really valuable. <laughs> that, was, that was kind of funny. Anyways, yeah, it was weird. That's a nice touch. They get caught for stealing. Okay. And then they go to uh, uh, Jaeger camp where they're like, okay, Finn, you got to be a train trainer. And a little girl, you got to be a pilot. And she's put in a room with other candidate pilots. And then mm-hmm. it turns out that there's a megacorp from China who are producing drones, like Jaegers that are controlled remotely by pilots. And they're just like really mm-hmm. stupid, hanging in the air, like wearing like a, a VR set. And they're just like wiggling in the air, right? Just imagine that. And uh, they're controlled by quantum computers. So the only one person can control the Jaeger. Turns out Charlie Day has been diving or melding with the uh, the kaiju brain that you saw in the first yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. And they infected his mind and took over, and now he's the bad guy. 
and he oh. reverse engineered like kaiju tissue into these Jaegers. Uh-huh. So the Jaegers are controlled by kaiju. So it's kaiju Jaegers. Kaiju Jaegers. Kaiju oh, Jaegers, so they yeah. actually did do what I kind of thought they yeah, did. Yeah, what you mentioned. Yeah, yeah. And then, <laughs> that and was kind of a spot is, on guess. Yeah, and then <laughs> they gather around the, the Pacific Rim. They shoot laser beams to summon portals so that, you know, they could bring in the rest of the, the kaiju. And yeah. then uh, their plan was to suicide into a volcano so they could spew their kaiju blood everywhere and terraform the planet okay mount fuji japan and then mm-hmm. the three kaiju combine into one mega kaiju and Ooh, everyone's dead okay. so the candidates have to fight them and they're completely useless and mm-hmm. then uh, at the end it's just finn and the girl and they fly they just strap bombs there's like a literal a rocket welded to the hand of jaeger oh it's stupendously up. dumb yes yeah, so dumb they fly into space and they <laughs> crash yeah, it in that's the story yeah <laughs> there you have it it's it's bad it's really bad it's poorly done like if uh-huh. you compare side to side with pacific rim one and just like all the tiny details it's gone like the the writing in one is solid like, <laughs> even with this being stupid yeah <laughs> uh it's rolling the rocket to Wait, his hand <laughs> they the rocket to their hand yeah <laughs> i'm telling you <laughs> oh. wait this is even better than i thought yeah <laughs> It's so dumb, but there's more fighting in it. I like it. None of the characters matter. But they're not fighting against the kaiju anymore. The whole they message. Of fights, they fight some kaiju The later whole on. message of just like, we're doing this for the sake of humanity, like, doesn't that get lost, kind of? Yeah, that was it, one of my problems. Isn't yeah. that like the biggest reason why Pacific Rim 1 was so good? Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's unfortunate, man. You hate to see it. This felt like someone who watched Pacific Rim 1 and then we're like, we'll just copy stuff from this movie and we'll just add in our own stupid stuff. So it's a really bad fanfic. Pretty much. But I liked it because... it's like a really high-budget fan fan, fan movie. That's that's exactly right. You're exactly... Oh my god. I liked it a lot because it was so dumb that like it was charming. Look, they're crashing into Mount Fuji. Yeah. Oh my god, are you serious? Yeah. Are you serious, yeah, are you serious right now? Yeah. <laughs> this is how they defeat the mega boss. Well, it's so du- like okay, so the the plot oh is god. the kaiju came to earth because kaiju blood apparently reacts very violently with rare earth metals that are yep. commonly found in like volcanoes. So okay. actually all the kaiju were originally going towards Mount Fuji being one of the largest active volcanoes on earth. And <laughs> I can't even say this. Okay. So their objective was to literally go Throw to themselves. Mount Fuji and then yeah. hurl themselves into the into this volcano, so that their kaiju blood would explode, causing a chain reaction that would like cause eruptions all around <laughs> the Pacific Rim. Mm-hmm. And it's so dumb. <laughs> it's so <laughs> dumb. Like the second half of the movie is like. Like all the kaiju's, like uh, like just three kaiju, I think, right? Yep. Uh-huh. There's three three, ki- three kaiju managed to make it through when all these these uh, uh <laughs> robot made rifts open up, and they're all going towards Mount Fuji, and then Charlie Day is like, actually, I am the bad guy. I am the bad guy. <laughs> yeah. I am the bad guy. He's bad guy. And then he he has this swarm of little robots. Like, fuse the three kaiju into one mega kaiju. Yeah, it's glorious. <laughs> they literally combine into this mega kaiju. This is the mega kaiju? This yeah. is the mega oh, kaiju. Okay, okay. 
And his goal is to kill himself. Yeah, yeah his goal is literally to jump into Mount Fuji. So he's combined with a Jaeger somehow. Uh, no, sort of. He's got he's got a lot of little robots inside of him, yeah. but they they just like combine them together. The little little baby Jaeger kaiju <laughs> uh, things, yeah, these slam into the big one. That's how they literally defeat the last boss. There's no that's there's it. No way to it. Yeah, that's yeah, it. That's it. That's how that's it ends. It. That's, how, that's it how, it how it ends. They don't even fight him. No, they, they, they lost the fight. They got wrecked. Yeah, they're wrecked. Here's here's the little robots and here's Charlie Day. Like, go, my minions. <laughs> Somehow he has a tablet that can control everything. <laughs> go, my minions. This is where he Power like fuses the uh, the kaiju together. <laughs> but like the the pros to this is there's a lot of cool mechs. Uh, they have different weapons like mm-hmm. a whip and a flail. Yeah, and there's a whip, two there's swords. A fl- there's oh. two swords, but then there's they combine swords. together into one slightly bigger sword. Yeah. <laughs> 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 They're just fusing together. I like the uh whatever the robot is with like the like the gut like the abdomen mounted cannon. Oh yeah, there's that a robot. Really, and like it needs three pilots because one of the pilots for some reason needs to like jump down into the gun and control like like the stomach gun that's shooting. And, and then it can rotate. It can, too. Rotate it can go around. Like, it'll just like around. So this is the Millennium Falcon of Kaiju. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, look at this. Look at them. They're just combining them together. What the... Do you think the fight choreography was better in this one? Mm. It was flashier. It was higher production values. Uh Yeah, they substituted substance with, like, special effects, uh, just, like, being more flashy. Gotcha. It didn't make real... It wasn't grounded in Well, I mean, like, look look at this camera move. Mm -hmm. Look at that camera move. Look at that camera move. What is that camera move? (laughs) <laughs> this Kill camera it. move right here. Look at this. What is this? The camera's <laughs> just flying through space. Yep. It's it's the perfect level of dumb uh, <laughs> that I wanted to expect in the giant mech movie. Yeah, but it, it lost okay. some charm along the way. Is what you're telling? Yeah, me? yeah, yeah. They it did. Lost, it lost some of the heart. Um, ah, there's, there's also there's also some problems with like the plot construction like uh, there's a lot the mm-hmm. fact that there's the little girl plus John Boyega like splits the screen time a lot and she mm-hmm. really doesn't have anything to do until this last scene okay she, she's just like nothing in the movie until this yeah. point literally nothing she, of value yeah nothing <sighs> of value was accomplished by her in the entire movie but she's still in there and it takes up screen time and I feel like you should could have just removed her <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Look at this. <laughs> <laughs> so the the for the viewers at home, listeners, the, the giant giant kaiju grabbed the whip Jaeger and he's just like flinging him around into the building to slant. This is this I like this. When I saw this, I was so hyped. And then they honestly, die. I don't think it deserved the score that it got because it was super low. Like really, how low? Like it was. Uh, I forgot. Maybe twenty percent. Something ridiculously mm. low. I don't think it deserved that low of a score. Honestly, really, twenty percent is pretty bad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, we'll look at it. But there's there's so many problems with the the narrative. Like they introduce characters that don't need to be there. Uh, Pacific Rim One kind of had a fine balance of like here's some side characters. You're gonna see them later. They're just gonna die. <laughs> but like. They're there, like, they flesh them out just a little bit, and they don't, like, dwell on them in too long, but in this movie, yeah. they dwell on all these extra side characters, these trainees, these cadets that end up doing nothing at the end. 
Well, they take over the piloting duties from the main yeah. pilots who get killed along the way for plot convenience. For plot convenience. So yes. So instead of, like, experienced Jaeger pilots, you have a bunch of cadets, and these... Yeah. It's supposed to be, like, this big, like, oh, we can do it, guys, moment, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, that moment in the film. Yeah. And, I don't and know. And they're like, no. They, <laughs> no. A couple no. of them die. Yeah. Fall slide a little bit. It's a little bit like Attack on Titan, which is weird, because it works a lot better on, in Attack on Titan, because yeah. you like them more. You like him more. Like this, you don't even get to you know the like, side characters. Yeah, you just don't get to know the characters yeah. enough. Even to, like, there's so much screen time for them. Yeah, yeah you just, they just don't care as much. Yeah. Huh. Spoilers for Attack on Titan, I guess. The same thing happens. A lot more. <laughs> yeah, a lot more. Everyone dies. A lot more of them die, though. <laughs> yeah. A lot more of them die. It's structured the same way, and I hope, I hope people have realized this by now, but Attack on Titan is literally just another giant robot uh, anime. It's literally another Gundam series. Except there's oh, no of giant robots. <laughs> it's it, just tiny people. <laughs> it's just tiny, it's just big people piloted by tiny people. Depending on, yeah. <laughs> it's people piloted by people. It's, yeah, it's, it's the same thing. Titans are people. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, I think the first one is shot a little bit better. I, oh, I, I do like. Better. I like the designs though of the, of the mecha in the really second one. Really weird camera movements. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like extremely disorienting. I think they use a lot more, like it's a lot more screen. CG. Yeah, a lot more CG. Again, I like yeah, how it yeah. looks. Uh, I enjoyed the fights. It's just not as well crafted, but I think so. Basically, how it ends is Charlie Day is in jail. They're like, we're gonna keep you in this room, and then uh, you know they're talking through him to the kaiju which doesn't make sense because you gotta be linked to a brain you gotta like be physically connected or have a portal open that was yeah. overlooked that anyways he's like saying also this shot this, this shot, shot right yeah. here this, <laughs> made, like this made me really angry Gundam having yeah. <laughs> a Gundam on the screen but I've been I've been to the Gundam in Japan in oh you Dubai went to the Gundam this oh. is not where it is okay anyways <laughs> this is not where it is in Japan uh, Charlie Day is like, we're gonna keep attacking you until we take over the Earth, right? Or just kill everyone. And then they're like, no, we're gonna take the fight to you. And Charlie Day is like, oh my god. So if there's a third oh. movie, they're gonna be go fighting the kaiju. And so if this is like the second movie of a trilogy, I'm perfectly fine with it. Because like, it's just there to push the movie to the third episode. The third installment. Yeah. And it's just a dumb action flick. Don't really care, but if they do make a third one, I hope they put in more effort in into uh, making it more grounded, um, and not like full stupid. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> mm-hmm. A little more like the first one, and I guess you could combine like more mech fights and all of that. But just yeah. don't have kids in it. Yeah, just don't have kids in it. <laughs> just don't have kids in it. We would have made this massively better. <laughs> yeah. Aren't these anyway. a lot of people from? Uh... Ender's Game? It looks like there's some Is cast it? people from Ender's uh, Game, right? I didn't Ooh, pay attention. you might be right. Yeah. yeah. You might be right. Maybe that's why they grabbed him. Just, hy- <laughs> just hy- <laughs> hypothesizing, you know? That makes sense. <laughs> hey, remember that movie that was terrible and had a lot of terrible kids in it? Let's bring those kids over to our <laughs> movie. I only remember watching it, but I don't remember anything in the movie itself. It must have been forgettable. Ender's Game? Wait, wait, yeah, wait. What Harrison city is Ford? this? What city is this? Is this Tokyo? This is Tokyo. Fuji is not that close. 
No, it is not. Fuji is so far away. <laughs> I'm glad you noticed that. What the hell is that? <laughs> Look how close what? it is. It's right there. What is this? Fucking like Queenstown? Or is this like Cape Town, South Africa? Like <laughs> where you live at the base of a mountain? That's not how this works. Oh, what? Man, look at it. You cannot even... Movie magic. Mount Fuji is like an inch, right? It's like an inch if you look at it out your balcony from Japan, from Tokyo. <laughs> <laughs> even from uh, uh, Lake Kawa... Kawaguchiko? Is that what it is? Uh, I don't remember the even, exact name. Even from there, um, it's not this big. <laughs> yeah. Even... Well, it's, it's close. It, it's like maybe three-fourths that size. From there, yeah, this is what I'm talking about. I didn't notice, but like they clearly don't care, (laughs) like they don't care about anything. Yeah, I mean, it's all right. In every single movie that's ever existed, Mount Fuji is always in the background of Tokyo for some reason, even though it's not even remotely close. (laughs) It's like it's like a hour ish bullet train ride, hour and a half, maybe. Uh, hour and a half, I'd say. Yeah. And you just kind of ride past it. There's no direct. Uh, I don't. I don't think there's really a direct stop. You generally will stop at. Uh, I don't. I don't remember what the station is. And then you take like a bus up mm-hmm. to like a base, like a base station. If you're gonna climb the mountain. Yeah, yeah. Can you jump into the volcano? I, I mean, I guess you can. It's like no safety nets. <laughs> it's still active. It's quite a hike. A friend. It's quite a hike if you want to jump in. <laughs> It is, yeah. it is a quite a hike. <laughs> yeah. It's also one of the easiest ones for a mountain of that size, though. So I might, I might, I might give it a shot someday. Mm. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I think I'd rather just look at it from afar, admire yeah, it from too. a distance. Yeah. <laughs> it goes it's kind of hard. You know? It's kind of, it's actually difficult to admire it from a distance because it's all due to weather. If you're lucky, it's going to be a oh, clear day. Oh, yeah, it's so weather-dependent. It's terrible. <laughs> if you're not lucky, it's just going to be, like, gray, gray. You could be sitting right next to it and looking at it, and you're like, I don't see it. <laughs> it's like, that's where it should be. <laughs> <laughs> Which makes this shot even more egregious. Oh, my God. And he's just oh, climbing yeah. up on the mountain. Yeah, there he yeah. is. Uh, now I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> so they literally just dive bomb into him, and that's the end. Yes, yes. Wow. The end. The end. I didn't even watch this movie and I'm disappointed. Uh it's it's a lot better than I would give it credit for. I it's I think it's enjoyable. I wouldn't say it's well made, there's a lot of fun. But definitely a lot mm-hmm. worse than the first one. I was rooting for it. I was really rooting for this film. Uh it could have gone it could have gone a lot better than it did. Yeah. Look at these irritating kids. Look at them. <laughs> Why are you in this movie? <laughs> oh, that, uh, by the way, the female uh, piloting it is the CEO of the, the Chinese corporation that's making the drone pilots. Uh-huh. The drone uh, Jaegers. Yeah. Uh, she didn't really serve a purpose either. <laughs> yeah, she's just there for the Chinese market. Uh, I mean, she's, she's a cutie. Of, yeah. She's a cutie, I must say. But... Yeah, but she's just in the movie. Yeah, she's just in the, A lot of these people are just in the movie. Like this female This girl right here. Was in this shot? Why she's also just in this movie? Yeah. She has no. This girl right here, she has no Did important she just points at all. Deliver exposition? No, no, she doesn't <laughs> even do even? that. What? She, no. she only has like two lines in the entire movie. Like Boyega for some reason they give her a lot of screen time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boyega tries it. to hit on her. Some pseudo love interest? <laughs> okay, not, not even. <laughs> not even. 
That's not even it. Yeah. It's not even on that level. It's not. It's so confusing. Wow. Okay, there was a there was a hilarious scene though where she goes up and kisses. It's, it's all about him. love. It's not no, about it's not destroying about, it's what not we about hate. family. <laughs> it's about saving what we love. Saving what we love, Sam. He has a rival as well, uh, who's like, you know, really strict, like straight straight player. And there's a scene where she kisses both of them and Boyega is like, Well, that's really confusing. Because, you know, it seemed like they were going out, like the girl, technician girl, is going out with the uh, main guy. And then he's like, he didn't know the status, right? Yeah, right here. Yeah, right there. He just, she just kisses both of them and he's like, well, that was confusing. <laughs> so, like, she has no purpose. Whereas in, you know, uh, Pacific Rim 1, everyone has a reason to be there, either to die majestically by a giant robot, uh, I mean, a giant kaiju, or, uh, you know... <laughs> character trope in an anime this movie is just just a bunch of things that are there for no reason i mean we're 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 ragging on it quite a bit it's not quite as bad as we're making it out to be it's just a lot yeah. a lot of little problems here and there. like yeah. i said i like this movie a lot actually do you, do you have hope for the third i do movie? Uh, I are they gonna make a third I this movie so. bombed real bad I, they need to make a third one i think they announced it right they did uh, maybe we'll look into it, but I want a Pacific Rim three. Maybe if Del Toro does it, yeah, because man, it's produced by Guy Ramo. It is. That's why I think there's some redeeming qualities to it. Oh, I think John Boyega was producer on this. Yes, yeah. producer credit. I didn't know that. Oh, not bad. Well, I can't tell if that was a benefit or such <laughs> uh, a. A Pacific tell. Rim anime is coming in 2020. Uh, a pa- if Pacific Rim 3 doesn't end up happening the franchise will continue a Pacific Rim animated series will be announced for Netflix it was announced in July 2019 Who, who's making it? who's in charge? and it would premiere for two seasons in 2020 I don't I'm know down. Hmm. interesting so now they're going back and making an anime <laughs> I mean, it, full could circle. Be, it could be really good as like I mean that's potential for sure it could be great as like a high high production value like a streaming show like all of the Mandalorian or the Boys or any of those Netflix or uh, yeah. or Westworld, you know, those movies have or those shows have incredible budgets. So it's doable. Mm. It's doable. I guess we should do closing thoughts. Yeah, we should. Uh, I guess I'll start. Um, Pacific Rim One. I I definitely recommend it. I definitely recommend it. It's, it might seem like just another big, dumb action movie, but I promise there's a little bit more going on. The movie does have, have like, a heart. Um, it is a lot of fun to watch. If you're just there to watch giant robots punching other, like, giant sea monsters, then, yeah, there's plenty of that. There's uh, there's some interesting thematic stuff, you know? It's all well done. It's all a lovingly crafted love letter to the giant mecha genre. So, yeah, I'd recommend it. Uh, I would probably give Pacific Rim one. Ooh, that's tough. I think I'm gonna give it seven Suicide Squads. Mm, okay, seven Suicide Squads. What about the second one? The second one? Yeah, that's tough. I think I, I probably want to give it like a four. Four, four, four wow, Suicide Squads. That's so low. <laughs> I just, it's I dangerously just close to Suicide Squad itself. 
<laughs> There's just a lot of things taking away from my enjoyment of the movie. We can't. Fair enough, fair enough. It had so much potential. John Boyega, he's so great. Dude, he I was so, much so hyped for John Boyega. It's kind of wasted, though. They spend too much time on not John Boyega. That was yeah. their mistake. That was the mistake. Just just have yes. John Boyega carry your film. Well, what'd you think, Isaiah? You know, ironically enough, I was going to give the same exact scores, and I haven't even seen Pacific Rim 2. <laughs> <laughs> you saw enough of it, trust me. I've seen enough. <laughs> you see This is all you did to see. Yeah. yeah. Pacific Rim 1, yeah. Guillermo del Toro is... Like, he's incredible. He actually made an entertaining movie. He did. You know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's not Michael Bay, where everything just explodes for no reason. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I don't know. It's a movie that's not particularly intelligent, you know? You're not <laughs> going to be thinking about the meaning of, you know, life after this one. But definitely has some decent moments and decent plot points. Where, like, if you think about, oh, what is America and our relationship to the world, stuff like that, things of the more political and global scale. I think it's a hopeful movie that talks about, like, here's what it could be if, you know, <laughs> all these countries decided to come together and work towards a common goal. And that's a really we cool... We build a wall. <laughs> we would build a wall and we would build giant robots. I think that's a, that's a hopeful future to look forward to, right? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. We would build a useless wall to hold out giant monsters mm-hmm. that will just immediately burst through the wall. And then we'll it's spend trillions of dollars right. to get yeah. robots to fight hand-to-hand with sea monsters. Yeah. <laughs> hand-to-hand combat. You gotta emphasize that. <laughs> hand-to-hand. That is the key. Yeah. <laughs> that is the future. That's uh, the future of combat. <laughs> but yeah, I definitely really enjoyed the film. And... I don't know. Just watching Pacific Rim 2 and hearing you guys talk about it, I'm I'm disappointed. You know? I'm disappointed I've watched like 10 minutes of it. <laughs> I had a lot of fun with it, to be fair. I haven't fully invested and somehow I'm... I feel like I've wasted my time. <laughs> it's okay. Wait for the animated series yeah. or 3. Yeah. I would honestly give it a 4 as well. And I think I'd give number 1 a 7. Yeah, like a 7.5 okay. I'd say. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It was a strong showing for me. I think that the novelty kind of wears off, I guess, for two. I think maybe if Toro made it, it could have been something fantastic. You know? Probably. I think they really missed out. Yeah. Yeah. So, I guess those are just some of my thoughts. What about you, Sam? Yeah, I think this movie is incredible. It's well done. The attention to detail, now that Barry mentioned how like almost all of it was practical, that's why it looks so good. Uh, I didn't realize that the camera angles were so competent until uh, he pointed out that, you know, there's some grounded reality to the filming and uh, as opposed to the second one, which is the camera goes everywhere. Well, look at these camera moves. Yeah, these angles are... <laughs> look, look at this. A- anyways. It's like floating through space. Yeah. Going, okay. Uh, yeah, I really like this movie. I'm going to give it a nine because I have a soft spot for giant robots. I really like Macross. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah. But this is a well done. Like, this it's not just about giant robots and monsters. It's about family. <laughs> Wait, was Macross the one where, where it's like uh, like singing pop idols in space? Piloting yes, robots? yeah, singing pop idols. You oh, defeat boy, Sam. the aliens with the power of music. <laughs> now, this is art. <laughs> no, this, this is, is art. 
Why do I just get swords. flashbacks to Star Wars right here? <laughs> uh, maybe. Uh, second one, I think it's really dumb and not as well made. If you kind of compare the two movies side to side, you'll notice that the drop in quality is really apparent. But I really enjoy the heck out of it. I'm going to give it a solid six for me. Because I want to see more. Animated series? Would you watch it? Uh, I, I'll watch it, but I want to... I think I'll watch it. A, a third movie. Like, I want a third movie from Del Toro. Like, I I want to see the conclusion. Or at least a director yeah. who's going to, like, take the time and effort and, like, care into crafting a well-made movie. Even though it's about giant robots. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, any, any, anything else you all, all want to add before I end the episode? No, I think that covers it. Alright, let's end it. Well, uh, this has been episode 27 on Pacific Rim. Thank you for listening in. Uh, write to us at pointyhackass at gmail.com. Once again, the email is pointyhackass at gmail.com. Catch you guys next time. Thanks for dropping by, guys. Stay pointy. Stay pointy. Stay pointy. Stay pointy.